All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. Uh, we got another great episode for you here. Going to launch a new series, and uh, so go get something to drink, strap the kids in, and let's go. Welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I am your host, Chef Matt. And yes, I did just say strapping your kids. Um, I don't know what that meant, so uh, bear with me on that one. Um, we've got another great show for you coming up today. Um, I'm introducing a new series. It's a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, it's, you know, it's 20 minutes tops. Not much time in your life, but it, uh, the whole idea is is going to uh, invoke some thought. And uh, it's going to be called Food for Thought, on that note. Food for Thought. And it's going to be basically all the crazy questions I ask in my head, um, all the crazy thoughts that go around in this head, the things that I experience throughout the day, the interesting people I run into, and um, the non-interesting people I run into. But, you know, it's just a way for us to talk about the things that maybe people don't talk about or don't want to talk about or just don't think about talking about. And uh, yeah, so food for thought. Um, It's just one of those things I like to invoke uh, emotion, right? So today's episode is all going to be about pretty much what the basic, uh, right? What is a chef? So this is something that has uh, popped into my life as of recently for some reason. I'm not sure why, um, but I'm hearing it a lot, and it's not happening for any reason. But if you were uh, a skeptic, you would think that there's a bunch of inside jokes going on around you, but uh, which I am. But, hey, that's another whole nother show that we could talk about. Um, but I wanted to talk about what makes a chef, right? Why does anybody have the right to call you a chef? And why does anybody have the right to call themselves a chef? It's an interesting topic because in a way, uh, the, the, the title chef is an arbitrary uh, thing, right? Um, unless you're actually working at a job or you have a career and on that job title is chef, you know, uh, and that and that that also brings up a whole nother conversation. We'll we'll touch on that in just a second. But I want to talk about what the actual definition of a chef is. And this, um, let me say, I didn't grab it out of like no Webster dictionary or anything, or but it organically came through a conversation I was having with a coworker the other day. But basically, um, a, a chef is someone who's professionally trained, uh, who understands flavor, who understands cooking technique. And then can all put that together and build a recipe and create a recipe from nothing, right? Um, I think we all can follow recipes and we all can sort of uh, manipulate recipes. But can you take a basket of food and understand the flavors, understand the cooking techniques that need to happen to create a recipe 
that is going to work, right? Um, I have a fantastic book. Uh, I, got, I got it about a year ago, but it's, you know, I, I don't follow recipe books very often, but this is a, it's a cookbook. And before every recipe, there's a paragraph, and it's, uh, it t- says how, why this works, why this recipe works. And it just breaks it down to why the actual recipe works. So we have an understanding going into it. And that's what a chef does. A chef creates it and then breaks it down, gives you, excuse me, gives you the understanding of, you know, what this recipe is supposed to do, what the desired outcome is, okay? So, you know, a chef also has a high level of responsibility in the kitchen. So there's, there's a whole gamut of, um, of, I don't know, titles or positions in the kitchen, and it really uh, it stemmed from this uh, hierarchy that came from, you know, the uh, I think it's the old time French Escoffier, and he built a hierarchy based off of the uh, French military. And please don't quote me on that. It has been a long time since I have actually. Um, studied that information, but if I'm if my memory is serving me right, I believe it's it was that, and the the hierarchy in the in the kitchen, um, it's pretty cut and dry, but it's also uh, very particular to the restaurant, right? So if the restaurant runs a certain way, then there's a certain hierarchy, but for the most part, that hierarchy stays in in hand, and a chef is one of the top people. Now. People will look at me, you know, I like when I graduated uh, culinary school ages ago, uh, I, you know, my grandparents were like, wrote me a card and they said, you know, great job at cooking school. Well, in their age, you know, in the 20s and the 40s, you know, technical schools or vocational schools, I don't think that's right. Um, But those kind of schools were not real schooling. It wasn't a university, right? It was, it was a oh, I didn't get into a college, so I'm going to go do this and learn a trade and work as a blue-collar person. But that right there, um, I think, has changed a lot in this uh, day and age. But a cook is someone uh, who doesn't actually build things. They just follow instructions. They follow recipes. They follow structure. So I think we need to understand that uh, the, there's a difference between a chef and a cook. And I'm going to go through this, this hierarchy that I'm talking about, and I'm going to do it fairly quick and go uh, brief descriptions on what these things are. Um, and I'm going to start. There's basically two categories. There's cooks and there's chefs. And some of them actually line up pretty well, and some of them are exactly on their side of the page, right? Uh, so let's start with the cooks. The first position, um, not even a paid position, <laughs> it's the sagier. Um, and we say stage for short. Um, this doesn't happen as much anymore, maybe at the uh, higher up restaurants. But this is where, you know, you're maybe fresh out of school or you maybe you don't have any schooling and you're trying to get a job. And what they'll do is, you know, the chef de cuisine will bring you in. And say, I want you to work a shift, and I want to see what you can do before we hire you. Now, that would that, 
that's awesome. You know, if, in my opinion, I would love to see what an employee can do before I actually sign the paperwork and hire them. Because I think the interview process is um, good and all, but it doesn't give you everything. Either with the stage, but it gives you an idea. So this is basically an intern, a non-paid intern that's in the kitchen, maybe a day or so, working for a free meal or a gift card or something. But the whole idea is to, it's part of the interview. It's like a working interview. But that is a position, and uh, that, that does happen. The next one is uh, a kitchen porter, but we all know that is a dishwasher, basically. And that's what it is. It's, it's the, the person in the kitchen that is doing the dishes, doing the deep cleaning, uh, maybe some vegetable prep, maybe like deveining shrimp, you know, just the real um, baseline type prep just to keep everybody afloat, right? And, and also to keep busy because you don't always have dishes, but maybe you do. Who knows? Depends on how busy your restaurant is. But that, the kitchen porter position is also basically a, a, a dishwasher. So, and that's how generally they're used in the kitchen is, is a dishwasher that also does prep. It's kind of a multifaceted uh, thing, but they also do deep cleaning and they make sure that, you know, they're always like the last one outside of the chef, outside of the GM that is in the kitchen at the end of the night because they're taking out the trashes, they're mopping the floors or do all that stuff. Um, but it is the first step to be in a kitchen. And I highly recommend that if you don't have any experience, jump out there, become a dishwasher, you will move up. I promise you that like that is a freaking fantastic way to start in a kitchen. We'll talk about that on another show though. Um, the next position uh, is like it's the commas cook or the commissary cook or junior cook, you know, all, all these different names. But this, this position is very, very rarely had in the restaurants because you got a kitchen porter slash dishwasher and then it goes straight to line cook usually. We, nobody has the payroll to have, you know, multiple prep cooks. And that's basically what the junior cook is. is it's, it's somebody who is prepping for the line cook. So in a, in a fancier restaurant, in those, you know, big restaurants, maybe in, you know, the bigger cities or, you know, somewhere where you're going to pay, you know, $60, $70 a dish, you're going to have multiple cooks in the kitchen. You're going to have a junior cook that's prepping out the station for the line cook. And then you have the line cook that basically all he does, he or she, they, they just come in um, for service. Their line is set up. There, everything is prepped. They come in for service. They cook the food. They're usually working a station. The line cook in a fancy restaurant is also called the chef de parte. I could be butchering that, but I'm pretty sure that's how that's said. Um, same thing. It's it, they run an individual station. They're like, you know, their salad station, uh, their pantry, their uh, swing, where they're basically going around breaking all the other line cooks. Uh, they're the fish station, they're the grill, they're saute, you know, whatever. But basically, in every kitchen, you have a specific position. You know, you don't have somebody, in majority of kitchens, you don't have somebody working saute uh, and maybe the fryer or saute and salad. Like, that just doesn't happen. And if it does, you're widely understaffed and you need to talk to somebody. But such is life, right? Next position we're going to talk about is that sous chef. The sous chef is, um, it's a little more commonly known. I think nowadays uh, we hear about the sous chef a lot more. And 
what the sous chef is, is basically the assistant to the chef de cuisine, right? So the sous chef is the direct supervisor of the kitchen, you know, supervises the day-to-day, the food prep, um, fills in for the head chef when he is out, uh, will also maybe do one of the five orders, or we'll check in orders, or we'll make sure everything's dated and, and rotated properly throughout the kitchen so there's no, you know, food waste or any type of sanitary issues, right? That's that guy. That's, the, that's like the assistant manager, the supervisor, the person that's working up to be the chef de cuisine, which is the head chef of the kitchen. And, you know, if I'm to equate it to something that the general public would know, it's like when we watch Hell's Kitchen. You know, Gordon Ramsay is not a chef de cuisine. He's much more than that. But in that show, he plays the chef de cuisine. He stands up at what's called the pass. And the pass is the area where all the food comes to, correct? And that's where the chef de cuisine is going to inspect and make sure it's cooked properly, it's plated properly, it's got all the right ingredients on it. He is the last pair of eyes on this plate, making sure it's clean, it's wiped, it's not dirty, there's no fingerprints. And then he takes that plate and he gives it to the server and he says, go, you know, take it. Um, so that's the chef de cuisine. You know, the chef will cook uh, and will taste. And, you know, most of the time... Um, when I, I was a chef de cuisine at one spot and my primary job was to go down the line with spoons and taste every sauce, taste every, you know, uh, and every type of mixture, every type of dressing, every, you know, cucumber, lemons, just to make sure that everything's as fresh as it can be and, and to the speck and all, all the olives and all the, and make sure there's no pits. It's the quality control, right? So then... Um, after you do your inspection, you know, you get all your line cooks, you get them set up, you make sure they have everything they need. You are the conductor of the kitchen. The chef de cuisine is the conductor of the kitchen. He is the man or woman that is making, you know, this beautiful music happen, right? Sometimes not beautiful music, I guess. Depends on the restaurant you go to. I don't know. Then we got the executive chef. The executive chef is currently um, what I am in my career. And this is one that when you tell people, and I know this from experience, when you tell people you're an executive chef, they look at you and they're like, oh, cool, what, where do you cook? And that's not necessarily the case. And I don't, I don't think um, this is a widely known thing, so I'm not like shaming anybody. But what, I'm, what the executive chef is, is he, he or she works the business side of the kitchen. So they're all the operations, working costing, uh, all the R&D and building recipes. Manage, generally you see an executive chef in a multiple location type restaurant. So the bigger restaurants, the chains, the, the ones that uh, maybe the mom and pops that have, you know, 12 different restaurants within the same city, wink, wink. Um, or, you know, just working with vendors, making sure that you know, our costing is proper, making sure inventory is proper and when it's and done properly and just controlling that business side to make sure that everybody I just talked to has a job, right? And they're all doing their job properly. So the, the executive chef is the top of the top. That is top of Mount Everest in the kitchen. I don't think it gets any topper than that unless you're going to call yourself a chef owner. 
Um, in that case, you're still kind of an executive chef, but you, maybe you just own the place too. Um, and that does happen. I currently do not own any place, I can tell you that. So that's the breakdown of the factual hierarchy of a kitchen. You know, there could be other things. There could be um, the pantry positions and stuff like that. But we, we didn't get into that because that is not what this today is about. Today, I really want to ask the question of why call somebody a chef? You know, it's interesting because, you know, the, the big stipulation coming out of school was like, you know, the, our chef instructors, you know, tattooed it on our forehead. You are not chefs when you leave here. You are cooks. You are cooks. You are line cooks. You are dishwashers. You are um, interns. You're, you're not a chef. A, a chef is something that you earn. So, uh, it is something that you work up towards. Nobody is going to hire you as a chef right out of school unless you have years and years and years of being in the kitchen and you have that on your resume. Most people don't. Um, I didn't. And I definitely had to work my way up. And uh, the, I think there's, a, there's an ego and there's a pride that comes with becoming a chef. And rightfully so, because like I said in the beginning, you know, that ki kitchen porter position or dishwasher, like that's where you start. That's where we've all started. You've heard my story about when I was a busser at Olive Garden and, you know, I got moved over to the dish pit, dish pit, dish, you know, basically a dishwasher. And I've just worked my way up from there. You've all heard that story. And, it, you know, there's, like I said, there's a specific pride that comes with that. And. When I was in school, I, uh, I wrote my thesis on the ego of a chef because it was just one of those things that I didn't appreciate in the business. Um, and I didn't really understand why it was there. Um, I got irritated that like I would walk into a kitchen and everybody had an opinion on what was good food and what wasn't. Well, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that food is subjective. My taste buds are different than yours. My palate is different than that person. I can tell you that um, the flavors are going to hit me differently emotionally, physically, uh, and mentally like than it's going to hit another person next to me, right? You know, I could, be, I could take a bite of octopus and love it. Oh, my God, the smokiness, the crunch. The, I love how the tentacles just melt in your mouth. I got someone sitting next to me being like, oh, my God, this rubbery, it just doesn't, I, I don't taste anything. This is gross. It's burnt, right? So keep in mind that, that food is subjective. Everybody eats for a different reason. And one thing I, I, I like to really uh, talk about is that you don't know what that person's experience with food is. So let's, let's take a step back before you throw judgment right? Let's take a step back before we say, you don't know anything about food or, Hey, why don't I just call myself a chef? Well, yeah, you could call yourself a chef, but are you right? Um, I'm also, you know, I get a little bit, uh, teeter totter on this because I hate the labels. I don't like to label myself. Right. And so for the longest time, um, I was embarrassed to be referred to as a chef. Um, 
And it's just about, I mean, just the, pretty much this year, I have really just embraced it and said, hey, you know what? If this person wants to call me a chef, awesome. That, that makes me proud. If this person doesn't think I'm a chef, I'm, you know, great. That, that's their opinion. That is on them. I, I have nothing to do with what this person thinks of me. I know that I am centered around food, right? I know where I've worked in the business. I know where I've worked up in the business. And that's all that matters to me. And that's the advice I would give to anybody else is that like, you know, if, if you are centered around food, if, if you are centered around anything in life and you're struggling with the idea of like, who am I? What am I? Take the time to really like backtrack, really put it all on the table and see, you know, where your life has taken you and help build that identity. You know, if you're a GM at a restaurant, if you're an accountant, if you're a weightlifter, if you're, I mean, I'm just naming things that are coming to my head. Like these are things that, you know, make the identity of who you are. Embrace them. Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. Stop worrying about, you know, uh, being an imposter. You know, there's a, there's a saying out there that's fake it till you make it. Well, when you make it, guess what? You are that CEO. And that's the thing that, like, you just got to remember. Like, the proof is straight up. The proof is in the pudding. And if you're out there doing the job, and if you're out there doing this, you know, weightlifting, if you're out there, um, you know, being a, a yard maintenance professional, and you're building these beautiful yards, and, and it's artwork to you, like, that is cool. That's something to be prideful about. So remember that. And remember that we all are in this life very short. And so just take the time to really get out there and, and be who you want to be because nothing ever should hold you back. That's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I got one of these coming a week. It's going to be about pretty much everything and anything. Uh, we might bring some family in here. We might bring some weightlifting in here. We might bring some cooking techniques. Just, you know, really drill things down. But uh, the whole point is to invoke emotion and invoke thought. Um, please jump on my uh, Instagram. It's maxeffort underscore kitchen at Instagram. And uh, ask questions. I would love to hear what you all think about this. I would love to hear... You know, if you have something that you're challenged with, you know, DM me and I'll do a show on it. In fact, I'll even have you on the show and we can talk about it in person or, or online or whatever, however we want to do it, wherever you're coming from. So, um, again, get out there. Uh, it's Mother's Day weekend. Make sure you celebrate them. Make sure you celebrate your mom. Cook your wife a meal. Do something to make that person feel special because they are special and they do some really fantastic things and uh, this is our day to show them how much they mean to us so happy mother's day uh, to all you mothers out there happy mother's day to my wife i love you and uh, food is love have a great day mm -hmm.